This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right. The other news I wanted to get to here today, and it's a case of uh, here we go again. Uh, We went through all kinds of controversy around United Airlines and their decision to forcibly remove a passenger from a flight. What a PR disaster that's been for the airline. They've apologized to that passenger. They've settled out of court with that passenger. They're promising change. Well, now today, everybody's directing their anger at Delta Airlines. Now, this is an incident that actually occurred uh, about a couple of weeks ago. It was uh, an April 23rd flight from Maui to Los Angeles. It was a, a, a late flight, basically an overnight flight. Uh, so you got this family, well, husband and wife, uh, Brian Shear and his wife, Brittany. They've got an 18-year-old son, but they've also got two young children aged one and two. So what they decided to do was they put the 18-year-old on an earlier flight. That way that the seat that they'd already paid for on the later flight for the 18-year-old, they could use that seat and put the younger son's car seat in that seat. So they've paid for these tickets. They paid for the five tickets on the later flight. They then bought the additional ticket on the earlier flight for the 18-year-old. Uh, But they were confronted by a Delta employee. Uh, Brittany, the wife, recorded this whole confrontation. The family's now demanding an apology from Delta Airlines. And by the way, once they were finally forced off of this flight, uh, they were not given any kind of compensation. None at all. So they had to get off this flight. They had to book a hotel room. They had to buy three more tickets for a return flight the next day, all on their own dime. Delta Airlines, by the way, they put out a statement about all of this, that uh, we're sorry for what this family experienced. Our team has reached out and we'll be talking to them to better understand what happened and come to a resolution. Okay, so this is a different kind of confrontation. This isn't someone being uh, beaten and bloodied and dragged off a flight. But this is an airline employee, I think, being very dishonest and disingenuous with this family. And threatening this family. First of all, the issue with the car seat. He flew to uh, Hawaii with this uh, car seat on board the flight. Which is the policy on Delta's own website. The policy encourages parents to bring a car seat for any child two years of age or younger. So initially they come on and they tell the family they need to get off the flight. Because this 18 year old is no longer using the ticket. His name's on the ticket. He's not there. He's not on the flight. And the family, well, what's the problem? We paid for this seat. Then they come back, and then the story changes. Another Delta employee comes back and says, the problem isn't with the name on the ticket, but the fact that you've got the car seat for your infant son. She says, with him being two, he cannot sit in a car seat. He has to sit here in your arms the whole time. Again, Delta's policy encourages car seats, and the family used one on the way to Hawaii. 
So things get pretty tense. And maybe you're of the opinion, look, if they tell you to get off the flight, get off the flight. If they tell you to give up the seat, give up the seat. And I don't think this guy acted too unreasonably because he's trying to understand what is going on here. What is the explanation here? Why do they have to give up the seat? Why do they need to get off the plane? So here's part of that conversation. Well, then they can, then they can remove me off the plane. Yeah, yeah. So then it's going to be a federal fine. offense, and then you and your wife will be in jail, and your kids will be... Okay, that's... Oh, okay. Uh, so my kid... Wait, so my wife... Oh, we're going to be in jail, and my kids are going to be what? It's a federal offense if you don't abide by... I bought that seat. Okay, I understand. It's from Mason. here. Right. Right, I, I paid. For, I got him a ticket on another flight so that my son would have a seat. And you're saying, and you're saying, you're just gonna, you're gonna give that away to someone else. That when I paid for that seat, that's not right. I understand, but Mason's not here, so you. You need to no. You need to do what's right. I bought the seat, and you need to just leave us alone. All right. So you, there was a threat in there that. Not getting off the plane would be a federal offense. You and your wife would be in jail and your kids would be, she didn't quite finish the sentence. I assume she was going to say taken away. Uh, but that seems like a pretty heavy-handed response to go right to that threat. And by the way, it does appear as though this flight was overbooked. There were other people waiting to get on. Here's a little bit more from this video. I, I paid for the seat. This is what's ridiculous. Basically, what it comes down to is how adults know it's FAA because he's too under. Okay, I got a solution. He can sit in her lap. Right. Okay, and then, and and then we can take off, and then we can put him back in the car seat. That's what the FAA rules are. No, the with, bottom line with is, him being no, they're not. We we're pulling him up right now. With him being too, he cannot sit in the car seat. He needs. That's the purpose of the accident. He has to sit in here in your arms the whole time. He can, Like, technically, he couldn't even be on a seat. He, he rode on a car seat the whole way out here on, this, on a Delta flight. Now, I, I'm just letting you know from this point on, this plane will not go anywhere until you guys choose to. Now, you can stay here. We can all just chill here. That's what I was, I'm just trying to help you. This is all I can do. I'm, I'm only in my hands now. Trying, trying, to help, uh, trying to help us would have been not overselling the flight and not trying to force us to, to get him out of that seat that I paid for and holding this whole plane up. Okay, so that's where the company's policy is being very, uh, very much distorted and misquoted. The Delta has an expectation the kids that young be in a car seat if possible. Now this guy is being told that this kid cannot under any circumstances be in that car seat. It doesn't make any sense. So here's the, the last segment from this video. And this is right near the end where finally the guy does give up and, and gets off the plane, but obviously very upset. Get off the, on your own? So wait, what are we what are we supposed to do once we're off this plane? That is not up to me and the rest is everybody. Well, it should be. Off. It's not. At this point, you guys are on your own. Unbelievable! You guys are unbelievable. Great customer service. Awesome. Great job. All right. Look, I, I think I'd be pretty upset too. So now he's basically being told to get off the flight, and you're on your own is what he's told. This is an overnight flight. They were on the plane in their seats, being ordered off the flight. Uh, no compensation being offered at all. At least you could argue in the case of the United flight, they randomly picked some people to get off the flight, but they were going to give them some compensation. These, these folks got nothing at all. When are these airlines going to learn? How many more embarrassing PR disasters do they need to go through to realize is this really the best way to be treating your paying customers? So here we go again. 403-974-8255. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We're back with more right after this.
Welcome back. 403-974-8255. Got a text from Ron. Says the new airline policy is we'll take your money and we might let you fly. Kind of what it seems like with some of these stories. Uh, text here from Richard. Uh, says, Rob, just imagine the Flames overbooking the Dome for a playoff game and telling people they can't be there. What a disgrace. I wouldn't get off. That flight could be parked there for a long time. After all, I have my ticket and that's my proof. That from Richard. Yeah, you know, other industries wouldn't really get away with this. It's weird that the airline industry does. Uh, But again, look, a lot of people have pointed this out, and I think you've been hearing it a lot more. I know they've been playing it up in their advertising. WestJet does not overbook flights. Uh, And so maybe that's a policy more airlines need to adopt. Just, you know, for their own PR purposes. Another text here says, Rob, this is why I won't fly anywhere with my kids. I bet in other situations, another passenger would speak up. But as the lady says, you and your wife will go to jail. And your kids will be who knows what. But that's a scary thought. It's one thing if you were by yourself or you're young and single and you don't think anything's going to come of it. Maybe you would dare them to, yeah, go ahead. Take me to jail. Let's see how this goes for you. You're on a flight with a one and two-year-old. What's going to happen to them if they decide they got to drag you off that flight? All right, let's go to the phones, uh, see what Tyrone has to say. Tyrone, good afternoon. Hey, how you doing? Real good, thanks. Good. Hey, first off, I just want to say, they handled it all wrong. You know, I don't, I don't believe how they handled it was wrong. But that being said, you know, if you look at your ticket, you, you just buy the, the right to fly. You don't, you don't have a promise to that yet. And, you know, I don't want to be stuck 35,000 feet in the air with some guy, people who don't think they need to listen to, to any of the rules. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to is, you know, you're asking, yeah, it's not the best situation, but, you, you know, deal with it after. But to make a scene like that, I wouldn't want to fly with you if you're going to be making a scene like that already. Well, I don't know. I mean, did it sound like he was making a scene, or did it sound like he was trying to get a better understanding of just what was going on? Doesn't really comes down, doesn't matter. They were told to do something. They're providing a service, and, and they'll have to pay the repercussions of how they handled that situation. But it's still a service. It's not a right. And until they people realize that you're not entitled to anything, you know, they're providing the service for you to fly. But if you can't follow the rules that they've set out for you, you can't be on that plane. If there's safety involved, you know, what if he gets up there and, and that kid's screaming and yelling, he thinks that kid should be in first class. Or that kid's running up and down the aisles, and he thinks that kid should be able to go sit on the pilot's lap. You know, you can't can't have it both ways you either got to have the rules set and stick to them and they handled it wrong i totally agree with that but there still is rules that they have to follow well yeah i, I think part of the problem here in this case though is that they, they weren't following their own rules uh the the, the delta rules say that whenever possible uh, a one-year-old should be in a car seat exactly. uh, and whenever now but possible. now they're telling the guy that this kid cannot be in a car seat exactly but the wording there is whenever possible so when the seats are available, yeah, you want to stick them in the car seat. That's great. But when the seats aren't available, and I understand they paid for that seat, but that person is not using the seat. Every business like that overbooks. Hotels overbook. You know, planes overbook. People don't show up for flights. So unless you want to start paying exorbitant amounts to guarantee a seat, you're going you're gonna to have to live with sometimes flights, sometimes hotels are going to be overbooked. Somebody's going to have to get bumped to another hotel or another flight. That's just the way things are. We don't want to pay, you know, thousands of dollars more for the services that we've become accustomed to for the prices they are. 
with that, there's going to be some sacrifices you're going to have to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyrone, it's a good point. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, look, I mean, airlines do have the right to do this. The question is, what kind of message are you sending to the public when you act this way? I mean, the other point to me, and it was the case with the United flight as well, why are you not able to deal with this before these people are getting on board the flight? So this family got on the plane. This family got on the plane with the car seat. All of these things that suddenly became an issue, you knew whose names were on the tickets. All of this was known before they got on the flight. So why is it that you're waiting until you got people on the plane, you got people seated in their assigned seats, now you're telling them there's a problem? That's the side of it that I don't quite understand. Why can this not be dealt with in the airport, at the gate, to say, okay, look, we've got a problem here. We've got a problem because this flight's overbooked. We've got a problem because you get a car seat. We've got a problem because your 18-year-old kid's name is on the ticket and he's not here. So the fact that it's happening on the plane, I think, is part of the problem here. I don't know if these videos would be going viral if it was an argument at the gate. Let's get uh, Steve's call in here. Steve, go ahead. Rob, I think you've hit the nail on the head here when you've talked about the idea of why didn't it happen at the gate. And I would be curious to find out if these people didn't address it in advance. So I used to work for WestJet, and uh, I know a bit about the airline industry. I had a very similar situation flying from Hawaii to L.A., and that's just the way that we were routed. It was a flight that was operated by Air Canada with a co-share partner that took us, and it was either United or Delta, but it's about 10 years ago. I think the challenge stems from these people... Uh, it appears they weren't the ones who addressed the fact that their 18-year-old son didn't show up. So they've now boarded the plane. The, uh, the airline now realizes there's a no-show. And these people are saying, well, I, I realize my 18-year-old son didn't show up, but I want to put my other kid in this seat. Right. So I think that's where the, uh, the challenge comes up, where it hasn't been addressed in advance. And so, you know, the people, the onus should be on them. As opposed to skirting around the issue that their one son isn't there, they should have taken the responsibility on themselves to go talk to, uh, you know, the airline in advance and try to try to arrange the seat before it became an issue. Having said that, airlines can be notorious for uh, treating people poorly. I went through exactly the same experience on our flight from Hawaii. I booked my entire family. I was traveling with a one and two year old at the time. And for whatever reason, they booked my two-year-old in a seat that was nowhere near the rest of us. <laughs> wow. And so I went to them, and I addressed it on the phone, and they said, you have to talk to them at the gate about it. So I went to the gate, and I said, look, you put my two-year-old by themselves. They're, you know, this isn't reasonable. Oh, sir, sorry, there's nothing we can yeah. do about it. You're going to have to ask the guy who's seated is to switch you. That's good. Steve, uh, I hate to cut you short right up against the top of the hour, but I appreciate enough. the phone call. Yeah, I mean, uh, these, these things do happen. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.